I'm really ever buy stocks, man. Haters wanna say I'm in a bubble, man. Chip chew them up like bubble gum. Just made a meal with my pocket chain. Wreck about to go and join the huddle gang. Huddle gang, huddle gang, huddle gang. Ethereum pays for my rent. Bitcoin pays for the bet. Litecoin pays for the jet. Bitcoin cash for the rest. Spent 30 racks on an ICO. What coin did you buy? I forgot, yo. Just got started last night, bro. And I'm already hooked like a pipe, though. Flipping the coin, making it grow, taking it slow, letting it go. Cash flow's growing, it's incredible to watch it flow. Stacking the cash, taking it home, making it fast, I'm on a roll. Little bit mo's all I ask for the bubble, though. Currently, learning about a new type of currency. Burning the dollar down like an emergency. Urgently, listen, my friends have been urging me. Coins have been surging, we're earning like surgency. We on a mission, man. Cryptomaniac. Act like you don't really know about it. Stop that. Bitcoin blowing up like a bomb. Step back. Used to be a couple hundred dollars. Should've caught that. Blew up on a scene from the mind of a brainiac. Back in 2009, where the miners at? Silk Road, baby, it's gotta be anonymous. Satoshi blew up, now we on the map. You. Crypto gang, it's the game, big gang, all gang, light gang, cash game, blockchain. Whoa, I don't really ever buy stocks, man. Haters wanna say I'm in a bubble, man. Chip chew them up like bubble gum. Just made a meal with my pocket chain. Wreck about to go and join the huddle gang. Huddle gang, huddle gang, huddle gang. Everybody looking at me now and they shocked now Cause the price going down Meanwhile, I'ma cop more at a discount With a smile cause I'm making money on the altcoins right now I'ma double down like Animal Style Sub now People in the crowd, they watching me bubble up now Open up a brand new Coinbase account And I'm buying everything from Ripple to Litecoin now Pull out my principal, keep it real simple Then play with the house Investing in crypto, I'm chasing these coins Like they cheese to a mouse I'm on the verge of a digital currency Merging technologies, this is the future So obviously I'm all in, there's no bottom We holding now Hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang Throw your hands in the air, man If you dip it down with the blockchain I ain't got time for the haters, man We about to grow to a million Hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang Tell me, are you down with the crypto? Hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang Throw your hands in the air, man Blockchain. I ain't got time for the haters, man. Nope. We about to grow to a million. Hodo gang, hodo gang, hodo gang. Oh. Tell me, are you down with the crypto? It is the most powerful technology that the world has seen, I believe, since the invention of agriculture. Bitcoin is exciting because it shows how cheap it can be. Bitcoin is, is better than currency. As with most major technology shifts, let's think about what young people are doing. 32% of young people say they prefer Bitcoin to stocks. 42% of millennial males say they plan to purchase Bitcoin in the next five years. We're barely in the first inning right now. Welcome to part 1.1 of the course. In terms of the what, why, and how of part 1.1, I'll kick it off with what. What are we going to learn? Well, we're going to start off with an introduction to security and wallets. And then we'll talk about security topics like private keys. And then we'll have public keys. And then I'll tell you what SHA-1 is all about. And then SHA-256. And I like using exhibits because it's a lot more fun uh, to explain it this way. And I think that we retain the knowledge better if we can visualize stuff. Okay, so... Um, I will also introduce you to the concept of cold storage and hot storage to ensure that your money is secure. Moving on to why. Why are we spending a lot of time early on in the course talking about security topics? Because cryptography is the cornerstone of cryptocurrencies. And 
in this new crypto digital reality, uh, there are there not really any banks or credit card companies that will protect your money if your cryptocurrency accounts get hacked. Okay, so I'm going to spend a lot of time on security topics early on in the course. It's very important so I can help to protect your capital. Okay, lastly, how? How are we going to learn about these security concepts together? Well, after we discuss public and private keys and what SHA-256 is and what hashing is, then we're going to do an exercise where we will encrypt and then decrypt text based on less secure protocols like SHA-1 and then based on more secure protocols like SHA-256, which is the cornerstone of uh, security when it comes to uh, encrypting and hashing, I should say, uh, Bitcoin. Okay, this, this will make a lot more sense to you soon. And different cryptocurrencies have different algorithms. Okay, so SHA-256 is important and, and I'll tell you all about it. It's, it's interesting too. Uh, and then what we'll do is we'll make our first paper-based QR wallet together, which will be a lot of fun. And that will help us to really understand the concepts of public and private keys. Uh, and um, I'll tell you exactly when we will access all of the aforementioned lectures uh, and exercises, uh, which are in this button 1.1 here uh, on your Excel dashboard. Thanks. We know that banks and credit card companies charge us high fees, but they do help us protect the security of our money, again, through their high fees. Now, if we're going to invest in and use cryptocurrencies, we need to not only thoroughly understand cryptocurrency security concepts, but we have to also be willing to spend some money on purchasing devices that will act as digital wallets because only you can protect your cryptocurrencies and not the banks and not the credit card companies. Okay, so we should think about the amount of money that we're going to save in bank and credit card fees in the long run. And we should use part of those savings to buy and use what are called cold and hot storage wallets, meaning online and offline security products for your cryptocurrencies. And so we're going to cover wallets in much more detail later on in the course in part three. But as we build upon the security and other crucial uh, cryptocurrency topics, one layer at a time, we're going to complete a couple of concepts through exercises, okay, which will help us understand the marrying of security and wallets, okay? Especially since half of the word uh, cryptocurrency is crypto, um, which can mean secret or hidden. Okay, so I'm going to go into a lot of detail and summarize more than 40 years worth of fascinating crypto cryptography events, including the NSA fighting cryptocurrency experts going back to the 1970s. Uh, in, in this lesson and through the exercises in the next lesson. Okay, this will make much more sense to you soon. Why? Because we have to thoroughly understand how security has and will continue to change in our lifetime, as I promise you that if we don't stay up to date on security changes over time, then our money and privacy can and will be compromised. You know, no big institutions are safe anymore from hacking. We know that. There, the media covers this in a lot of detail. And before learning about wallets and how to use them and deciding which ones to use, I want to introduce you to the concepts of public and private keys in this lecture through an exercise we'll do together. Okay, I hope you enjoy this. And on nuclear, on nuclear submarines, uh, often there's two keys. Two keys are needed to, God forbid, launch uh, missiles. Uh, one key 
can go to the captain of the submarine and the other one usually goes to a POTUS or, or a top government official. Similarly, when it comes to cryptocurrencies, two keys are needed to transfer and receive money, okay? And these keys are called public and private keys, okay? And if you just wanna jump into the, to the exercise in this lesson, then you can fast forward me right now to, to this part in the lecture, okay? Um, I understand that some of you might already understand these concepts, but it's fun for me to talk about, and some of you might not know much about this. Okay, so the concept of, of private and public keys uh, was created in May of 1976 as a brilliant security breakthrough was discovered by a brilliant man who still lectures here at Stanford uh, named uh, Martin Hellman. He's a, he's a rock star. He's amazing. Okay? And he created public and private key cryptography. Okay? He did this so that if enemies get their hands on one key, okay, they can't decrypt the information because they don't have access to the other key, which is private and not public. Okay? And the NSA actually approached Martin Hellman and told him to be quiet about this for national security reasons. And Hellman thought about this and he thought it's an ethical issue. So he did not keep quiet about this. And he says in this video here, which is an incredible speech, uh, which you can access by clicking this button, but he says that he felt that he had an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder. And he said that the same thing took place with those that created the first nuclear bomb as part of the Manhattan Project. You know, yes, they, they wanted to beat Hitler, of course, but they kept working on the nuclear bomb after World War II ended. And things got really contentious for Hellman as the NSA was on his back. And he, he literally thought the NSA was Darth Vader and he himself was Luke Skywalker. He actually said that. He said, that's pretty cool. Okay, so Hellman is less focused on cybersecurity today and more focused on nuclear security as there are parallels between, um, between both of them. Both are related, okay? So all this stuff is now declassified, uh, but it's important to discuss this so we can understand how governments react to cryptocurrencies today and in the future. And governments are constantly fighting companies just like how the FBI is currently fighting Apple. And expect this to continue uh, globally as cryptocurrencies, uh, as we discussed, are potentially the greatest threat to national security. Okay, and governments, and let, let me just put these down here. I'll come back to that in a minute. But, but governments thought and think that nuclear weapons deterrent, deterrent strategies can be applied to cryptocurrencies. And our, crypto, our cryptography visionaries like Martin Hellman and our space pioneers like Elon Musk beg to differ, okay? Security and cryptography will continue to be decrypted and we need to keep up to date on this so that our personal uh, cryptocurrency net worth is less likely to be compromised in the future, okay? And I don't want to jump into discussing wallets or buying uh, cryptocurrencies or mining uh, until we thoroughly understand and cover security. Okay, let's move on. A Berkeley student named Ralph Merkel pioneered how to distribute these keys. And it's important to mention this as we will discuss uh, Merkel concepts later on when we talk about blockchain in this lecture here. And Merkel's uh, Berkeley professor criticized his work. And, and it's actually ridiculous. And just as ridiculous as, um, as the founder of Federal Express, FedEx, 
uh, writing his business plan at Yale University. And then the teacher told him this. The concept is interesting and well-informed, but in order uh, to earn better than a C grade, the idea must be feasible. Okay, So don't let teachers tell you um, that you are wrong. Okay, And uh, these students were so forward-looking. Okay, So after Hellman and Merkel, after their discoveries, then there's three brilliant men named uh, Rivest, Shamir, and Adelman, RSA. You ever seen one of these things? RSA tokens. Remember this? Okay. And they were the first ones to implement public key, the public key crypto system. That's RSA, which used to be a publicly traded company, ticker RSAS, until EMC bought them in the summer of 2006. Okay. I used to cover that stock when I worked uh, at, a, at a very big tech hedge fund called Citadel. Okay. So these three people, RSA, uh, are mathematical geniuses, which is what crypto uh, cryptography is all about. It's math. Okay. Moving on. In my hand, I'm holding a green key, okay? It's got a globe on it. And this is just a prop, but we're gonna pretend that this is your public key, okay? Which many people have access to, okay? There's, there's anybody can send you uh, money to your public key in your wallet. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, what that means, okay? Okay. In this hand, I should probably be consistent, hold this way. In this hand, I'm holding a, a red key, uh, which is a, a, a private key, and it's got the word home written on it. You probably can't see that, but okay. And there's only one copy of this, but there can be many copies of this public key, okay? Great. So I've got a public key and a private key right here. Great. And the person sending money to you, right? The person that's sending cryptos or cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin, Ether, whatever cryptocurrency it is to you, they need to know where to send it. Okay, and you need to know how to access the money sent to you. Okay, so the way that people know how to send cryptocurrencies to you is knowing what your public key number is or address. Okay, it's, it's kind of like an email address. Okay, so think of the public key like an email address. A lot of people can get your email address, uh, but the private key is like your uh, email password. Not many people have that. Okay, okay, great. And if people have your public key, uh, they can send money to you. Now, in order to access the money, in your wallet, okay, uh, that was sent to you, it's your public key, you need to access it using your private key, okay? Again, it's like a, a password for, for email. Now, if you forget your email password, you can usually ask the company or person in charge of the email system to send you a new password, okay? Like Google does with Gmail, for example. However, it's a little bit different with cryptocurrencies because if you forget this private key, okay, then you can never, ever, 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 ever access your money again that's in your wallet, okay? Even if you have the public key, doesn't matter. And this is why we're gonna spend a lot of time on many different types of cryptocurrency wallets in this course and how to secure your private keys and personal data, okay? And we're gonna make sure that security disasters do not happen to you, okay? So if you lose your, if you lose this, that's okay because your private key is smart and your private key can actually tell you what your public key is. It's kind of like this. Okay, so now I'll turn this around. So I'm gonna push this green button here. My private key will tell me, my private key will tell me where my public key is, right? That's it, right? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like tile. Okay, anyway, so I think you get the idea. 
Great, let me put those down for now. And we're gonna build on this concept soon as well when we talk about blockchain and other stuff and mining. It's gonna be fun. Okay, great. Uh, and technically, I, I will teach you how to set up wallets in an exercise in this lesson here. Okay, I just wanna introduce you to security concepts in this introduction to security lesson. And again, we're gonna build on this. Now, now, please note that your public key can never tell you what your private key address is. Okay, so again, never lose your private key. Uh, also, people can find your public key address through using QR codes, which some people have on their crypto wallets. Okay, and so in order to explain this concept a little bit, what happens is a lot of people have uh, cryptocurrency wallets that have these little uh, QR codes on them. And all that QR code does is it tells you what this number is here, this public key. That's all it is, okay? So think of it as a keychain, and, and this is kind of cute, but people use this for their dogs now so they don't lose their dogs, right? People scan the QR codes, tell them where their dog is. So, so public key uh, can, can uh, be written as or represented as a QR code. And the same thing with a private key. And when we make our wallet very soon together, our paper wallet, you will see that on one side of our paper wallet is a public key with, with this QR code. And on the other side of that same wallet is a private key with this QR code. And all the QR code is, is a way to scan it with your mobile phone. And you scan the QR code and I'll tell you what this number is. And this one as well, okay? But you never show anybody this QR code, only this one, okay? Great. We'll do an exercise soon in that when you make your first wallet, and, and this will make a, a, a lot more sense. Okay, great. Uh, and I want to humanize the education process here of security so that it's more engaging and so that you know, you'll, you'll be more interested in staying up to date with uh, new security and password protocols in the future. And, and I promise you that since there is so much money in this cryptocurrency sector, um, that cyber criminals will take our money if we're not vigilant and very, very careful, okay? And many of, the, uh, many of our brilliant uh, uh, technology visionaries uh, are mindful of, of the fact that what they create could have a negative impact on us, okay? So for example, uh, we know that Elon Musk uh, makes rockets and he is mindful of the fact that with great power comes great responsibility, okay? And many of the people I discuss as we do our security exercises, concept I will uh, that introduce in this so lecture much to here, our lives through technology, are often the voices of caution when it comes to computer security and future trends. So if you want, uh, you can follow in Twitter some of the people that I discuss in this lesson and in this course in general, just so you, you can stay up to date on cryptography and security trends that could impact your net worth in the future if you invest in the cryptocurrency market. And I really care, I care. And I, and I wanna thoroughly, I want you to thoroughly understand uh, security and cryptography concepts before you buy any cryptocurrencies, okay? Uh, and. If you're interested in learning more, please just click this button here to learn more about Stanford professors and the evolution of, of public key and, and uh, uh, cryptography as presented by, by David Hellman here who created uh, cryptography in the 1970s. Uh, and, and he battled the NSA uh, who told him to keep quiet about his research. Okay, so the title of this optional six minute video here is Cybersecurity, Nuclear Security, Alan Turing and illogical logic, and you can access it here, okay. And the Elvis Presley rock star, 
of the security sector was a brilliant man named Alan Turing. Okay, and I, I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, and, and he, uh, along with his team, created this unbelievable machine to break the uh, the enigma. Okay, this, this is a replica. Okay, this is interesting. So he created this machine with his team in England uh, during uh, World War II uh, to, to decrypt this, right? So he could find out, um, you know, ab all about what, what the Germans were, were planning. And this is a, a mini replica here of, of the Enigma machine, right? So there's a great movie about this uh, called the, uh, the, the Imitation Game. But um, anyway, it's kind of interesting. Alan Turing is a rock star to me. I respect him. Um, he's amazing. Okay, so we should generally expect governments uh, for national security reasons to pour in a lot of money uh, and resources to, to break codes. Okay. All right, so when this happens, if we find out, then we're going to need to change the security measures that we use in the future. And I promise you that governments will likely be spending a lot of money on this in the future. Tell me where the bomb is. Ten seconds or you're dead. Interesting. I'm the only one who knows where that nuke is. Well, then, in that case, I'd say you'd better stop. Oh, oh my God. What? Why did you do that? And so if the NSA uh, kind of did a lot of work to, to pioneer certain security algorithms, they also pour a lot of money into try to break them. Okay. And so what is very secure today will not be secure in the future. Okay. And you might say, Chris, wait a second. Does that mean that Bitcoin is not going to be secure? It's kind of a different story. When I talk about mining, I'll talk about this in more detail. But in order to compromise uh, the Bitcoin security algorithm, so to speak, you need to be able to take over 50% of all co computing resources in the world that are currently working on uh, Bitcoin. That's called 51% attack. I'll come back to that later. Okay. So many non-American companies won't use American cloud computing companies like Salesforce.com. Why? Because they can't be assured that the U.S. government won't hack into, um, into, into Salesforce, for example, uh, using crypto trap doors and view confidential information for Swiss bank account holders, for example. And I'm not picking on Salesforce.com. It's just a very big, successful cloud computing company based here in San Francisco. And the founder, Mark Benioff, is a brilliant man. I respect him a lot. But the, the point is that a lot of governments don't trust each other's software companies. Okay, and, and that's why um, you're going to have kind of the balkanization of cloud computing globally, right? We've got Amazon Web Services in the United States that kind of powers um, Airbnb and a lot of great companies, Uber, etc. cetera. Uh, and there's going to be different versions of that overseas uh, only because uh, other governments don't trust uh, other government security protocols, that sort of thing. A little bit off topic, I apologize, but just something to, to be aware of, especially since you're going to... If you're going to dive into this cryptocurrency market, you're going to have to you know, protect your own assets using your own software and hardware products, cold and hot storage, which I'll talk about soon. And, and it's really good to stay up to date on this stuff as well. Okay. Especially since banks and credit card companies are not going to offer you the benefit of protecting your money. You have to do it yourself. Okay. All right. So there's something called SHA-1. Okay. SHA-1 is SHA. And this stands for Secure Hash Algorithm 1. Okay, and this was created for what it's worth by the NSA 
which is the National Security Agency in the United States, in 1995. Okay, and we're gonna we're going to encrypt something using SHA. Now, I don't want to confuse anyone here, but there is a difference between hashing and encryption. And I'll explain that later once we have laid down the foundations. Okay, so just for now, assume that they are very similar. Just for now, thanks. Okay, and so we're gonna learn learn by doing in the next lecture, uh, which is an exercise on crypto security. Okay, we're, we're gonna learn about. The difference between SHA-1 and SHA-256, okay, invented by the NSA. And this here is the basis for, for uh, encryption um, uh, or algorithm for, uh, for Bitcoin. It's very important that we understand this one, okay. And every cryptocurrency or most cryptocurrencies have different algorithms. And that matters a lot if you want to mine cryptocurrencies as well. Okay, great. So if we go together to finance.yahoo.com, Okay, and this, this security protocol stuff is so important and investors look at it closely too, okay? So go to finance.yahoo.com and enter in the ticker for Bitcoin, okay? And just enter this ticker actually, enter in BTC-USD, that's Bitcoin and US dollars, okay? Um, and we can see here, okay, that included in this market data on Yahoo Finance, on Bitcoin, is the algorithm SHA-256, okay? It's, it's written there. And again, the next lecture, what we're going to do is we're going to do a, a pretty fun exercise uh, where we're going to encrypt and decrypt data uh, using SHA-1 and SHA-256, which again is the basis for the algorithm, this one here, uh, for, uh, for Bitcoin. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks.